your phone. It's time to react to L.A. Clippers basketball. This is Clippers Talk. All the chat. Reaction and analysis hosted by Adam Oslin. You know he's feeling good. Take the show with you anywhere you are and... Go Clipper Nation, baby. Get the podcast on the iHeartRadio app. And now your host... He makes everything happen. Adam Oslin. Even while down six players, the Clippers were still too much to bear for the Memphis Grizzlies. Thanks to Yogi, your newest Clipper, having eight points in the fourth quarter, and the Clippers come back down 18 in the first. They win by 12 here at Staples Center with a final score of 117-105 to over the Memphis Grizzlies. Welcome into Clippers Talk. I'm Adam Osland, 866-987-2570. 866-987-2570 is the phone number. What a victory. Jump online now. I know it's going to be a busy one tonight because that was as inspiring as a w- of a win as they've had all season long, and we've been saying that twice a week. It seems like, and Noah brought this up, it's it's the Oprah meme. You get a car, you get a car, you get an amazing victory, you get another comeback Clippers victory. They're doing this all season long. We're really post-All-Star break now. They're 18-5 post-All-Star break. We're talking about the hottest team in the league, but to do this without Kawhi, without Paul George, without Serge Ibaka, without Patrick Beverly, without Reggie Jackson, and without Rajon Rondo tonight against the team that has been playing like the best offense in the league over the last month in the the Memphis Grizzlies that is also playing for a playoff spot. They're in the eighth seed right now in the West to do this and come back down 18. This is what this Clippers team is all about. They have formed this identity where they will never quit. They are this resilient. No matter what the score is, they believe they can win, and you have to have that belief come playoff time, and we're just 11 games away from the playoffs starting. And the Clippers, through all these injuries going on, they found their identity. And it's a never-say-die attitude. Because down 18 in the first quarter, with about a minute left in the first, to come all the way back and at one point have a 33-point turnaround on the Memphis Grizzlies is unbelievable. But to do it without six players, six key players, without your two superstars, it's unheard of. But we've been saying this a lot lately. They did it in Detroit with Reggie Jackson hitting the game winner. And they just came back down six with two minutes left last night. But most of that was thanks to PG-13, who was not available tonight. But their identity remains, and that's how you know it has fully formed now. They have this belief. They have this winning attitude. And this is what we saw a couple of seasons ago, and it's finally happened for this team this season. And T. Lou and the coaching staff, they deserve so much credit for putting guys in the right position like Yogi Ferrell in this game, who they just picked up on a 10-day contract, and he has eight points and four assists in the fourth quarter alone. DeMarcus Cousins has 10 boards in 14 minutes, was playing big-time bully ball, was physical out there. This was a physical game against a Memphis Grizzlies team that also has that grit-and-grind mentality. They started it 
That was their motto, their mantra. They're saying a few years back when they had Zebo and Marcus Gasol and Tony Allen. And the Clippers have taken that. And they built it up a couple of seasons ago, but it felt like last season it was mostly teams coming back on them. Now it's turned back the other way. It started with that 22-point turnaround in Atlanta against the Hawks. But this team is figuring out ways to win where before it seemed like they were finding ways to lose at times. There is a complete mindset shift now with this Clippers ball, t- ball club. And I do think being a Staples Center, two of the last three games has helped. Back in front of Clipper Nation. It's a limited crowd, but you can hear that. <laughs> and to have a turnaround like this down 18 or you just have no business winning this game against this Memphis Grizzlies team with John Morant playing, with Triple J back and Jaron Jackson Jr., who played well, had 15 points in 18 minutes, eight boards, had the elbow shot, I think it was inadvertent, with DeMarcus Cousins. They squashed it, but D-Cuz came back at him in the second half. And Memphis, they put up a 39 spot with, I believe, six three-pointers made in the first quarter alone. They were so hot from the outside. It looked like it was just going to be one of those nights for the Clippers where they didn't have enough. Not enough bodies, not enough talent to compete with this Memphis Grizzlies team. But you really can't continue to be surprised with the way they play. This is who they are now. And we hope it transitions into the playoffs because what happens in the regular season does tend to trickle into the playoffs. Look at what happened last year with the Clippers. They had games where they gave up big leads. That game in Atlanta came to mind immediately. And it followed them into the playoffs. So now you got to hope that it's going to go the other direction this time. Where these comebacks and this intestinal fortitude that they have and this will to win also follows them into the playoffs this year. After they come back down 18 in the first quarter and they win by 12 over the Memphis Grizzlies with a team that was just patched together. People were laughing earlier today at the injury report on Twitter. Saying, oh, this is a scheduled loss. Oh, they're just giving up. No, that hasn't happened. Because they have that foundation. And that's their identity of being a team that never gives in. They ended up assisting on 75% of their made shots tonight. 28 assists on 38 made shots. And when they needed to get hot from three and pull away in the fourth quarter, we've seen that a lot over the last couple of weeks, they did. Five of their 14 made threes happened in the fourth. They end up going 14 of 27 from distance. That's 52%. Marcus Morris was great. He had 25 points. Four of those three-pointers came from him. But Luke Kennard goes for a season-high 28. His career-high is 30. He tied his career-high in three-pointers made with six tonight. Goes six of seven from three. Stayed hot from the second quarter on. Had 12 points in the second quarter, 10 more in the uh, third quarter, and ended up scoring five more points in the fourth quarter. But Yogi Farrell, for him to fit in this seamlessly, it's unbelievable. It's unfathomable how he could come in tonight in his first game as a Clipper 
and play 20 minutes and play crunch time minutes when it was a close five-point game in the last five minutes till the Clippers pulled away, and a lot of that was because of his passing. He had a momentum play, a momentum-like assist at the end of that third quarter where the Clippers got up by five heading into the fourth after he grabbed a loose ball and had an alley-oop to Terrence Mann for a huge throwdown. But I guess get used to this, Clipper Nation. (laughs) This is what they've been doing now for a month and a half. Best record post-All-Star break. Nobody's been hotter. Nobody's been playing better. But a night like tonight with six players out, critical players, pivotal guys that they're going to need, obviously, in the long run. But it's just great to see, and I think it epitomizes the fact that they have established an identity here finally. That defensive mindset came into play in the second half where they only gave up 43 points to Memphis after they had 60 in the first half. And PG-13 said this last night after they won in Portland that they weren't great for 48 minutes, but they were great when they had to be. Same thing happened tonight, and you could feel it because this has been a trend. This is a pattern now. There is something to the makeup of this Clippers team that is very different from last season and feels much more reminiscent of what we saw from 2017 all the way to the end of 2019 where they had the biggest comeback in playoff history against the fully loaded Golden State Warriors. Clippers win 117 to 105. Let's start things off with Morris in Long Beach. Morris, I know you're happy. Welcome into Clippers Talk with Adam Oslin from Staples Center. Morris, what's up? Adam, I got to share something with you now. Let's be honest. The Clippers had no business winning this game. This was the greatest game I'd ever seen the Clippers play. Now, and I, I've watched a whole lot of them. Let me qualify that. You know, when you got your stars, that's one thing. I'm looking at the guys that are starting. And the guy that I was watching the game with, I said, hey, Mr. Carl, if those guys are starting, who's coming off the bench? <laughs> And I'm watching the first quarter, right? These guys are down, what, 38 to 16 or something? Like, oh, my Lord. And and when they started coming back in that second half, played that defense, this was the best game I've ever seen in my life the Clippers played because, you know, when you got the stars, you know who's going to get the touch at the end of the game. You know who's going to get the touch when the, when the game's on the line. But tonight they were dependent. They had to depend, all of them, all of them. They had to depend on each other. Your Kennard, your Morrises, and Zubox, oh, Lord have mercy. That brother is wild in the paint. You, uh, everybody's watching the ball. Watch Zubox in the paint when the rebounders, man, they're not paying him. And if I couldn't do a job like that, I'm surprised he's not bloodied up more. This was a physical, physical game. And I'm glad they picked up Cousins because they needed somebody like that. This was the best game I've ever seen these guys play at them because I almost didn't recognize nobody on the, on the court. And, they, and, they, and, and uh, 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 these guys of uh, Memphis, they they still grinders, they, and they in the playoffs. It's not like beating Detroit, no disrespect to the Pistons, but the Pistons aren't going to, to the playoffs. But Memphis could have won this game tonight. Nobody would have been shocked, but I, I'm shocked they won, and I'm a Clippers fan. I still don't believe it, and I saw the game. Let me let, me let you go, Adam. Hey, it's the best call I ever heard. Best game you ever saw, best call I ever heard, Morrison Long Beach. You mentioned Avita Zubats there. And yes, Memphis is not only a playoff team, they're a playoff team in the West. And they have fought their way back, into, and they've gotten into this position without tri- Triple J. Jaron Jackson Jr., who looked great tonight. 
Almost remind me of Stromile Swift from the Memphis Grizzlies back in the day. Okay, he doesn't quite have bounce like that. Who does? But Avisa Zubats was battling in the paint. He and Marcus Cousins. You have to commend the effort that they had tonight because Memphis is so scrappy and they go so hard. And that's why the Clippers lost in that game in Memphis on the first half of a back-to-back, a two-game miniseries, about a month and a half ago. And they got blown out by 28 because they didn't match their physicality. You know Memphis is going to play you tough. But Zubats and Dikas in the paint, they certainly matched that energy tonight. And they were both frustrated at times. And they played through it. Avita Zubats... Finished with 18-7, and seven, plus three assists and two blocks, and had one on John Morant where he almost dared him to go at him. He got John Morant to turn over the ball on the perimeter because he traveled as Zubats was coming out to guard him. And DeMarcus Cousins, he was everywhere. He ends up being a plus seven, but he is still a load in the paint. He may not move like he used to be able to, but he is still someone that absolutely demands attention when he has the ball on the block because they were doubling him. Same thing happened last night with Portland. This, is, this could prove to be a really huge pickup for the Clippers along with Yogi Ferrell tonight in his first game. Yogi Legend is how we have to refer to him now. He gets fouled on that three-pointer in the fourth quarter, hits all three. He finds Avita Zubats a possession or two later puts him in a position where Memphis has to foul him, and that was part of the story tonight. The Clippers stayed within striking distance because they were more physical, they were more aggressive, and they got to the free throw line and attempted 36, hit 27 of them. And then eventually their three-point shooting after they hit just two in the first quarter, they were struggling, that came along. But we're talking like they had their normal roster out there, and it's just, well... Of course, they're the greatest three-point shooting team of all time. Eventually, they're going to start hitting them. Well, when you're missing some of your best three-point shooters and you still go 52% from three on 14 of 27 shooting after a cold start, it's just unbelievably impressive. Well, we have a second. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification here on AM570 LA Sports. This is L.A. Clippers Basketball, AM 570 KLAC Los Angeles, 98.7 KYSR HD2 Los Angeles, and iHeartRadio Station. We'll take one more call before we break here. Jose in Southgate, because I know you big hyped. Jose, what's up? You're on Clippers Stock with Adam Osland. Adam, you know I'm big hyped, so please don't put me off. This is the first time, you know, I usually come in with the hot takes, so I don't let you talk. Adam, AWA, thank you. You put me and Morris up against CJ and Jeff, you already know what it is. This is all I got to say, Adam. This is all I got to say, Adam. Look, I got my clipboard right here. Look, you were talking about it. Clippers anniversary against the against the, uh, Memphis Grizzlies. You, I heard Marcus So. I thought I was on the wrong channel, and then I heard Nick Young. I'm like, oh, I know what we're talking about. I know what we're talking about. And then after that, we heard... Um, immortalization by PG-13. Yes, PG-13. Yes, Quartlander, you're from SoCal. You know what it is. First championship, let's go Clippers. After that, I heard no ego talking about, nah, bro. You know, if you were watching the Clippers, you already know, nah, bro. Okay, after that, Rondo, it got the Ibaka effect. 
We don't want them to have a defensive scheme. You've seen too much of Rondo. You know what we're trying to do. Okay, after that, it's all it's all freestyle. Okay, we have Fitz, and, okay, Fitz was last game. I'm a 25-year-old Clipper fan. I've never seen Fitz. I've never seen what's his name today. Who, who What's his name? Was Fitz was on the same Yogi Farrell. Yeah, Yogi Thank you, Adam. Adam, thank you. Usually I don't let you talk, but I'm letting you talk right now. Fitz last game, Farrell this game. Who are they? This is the third team, Ivanka. She over there dunking everything. You already know, Adam. Let's go, Cleopatra. Jose and Southgate, thank you for the phone call. We're going to take a break here. But it is interesting that he brought up in Clippers Rewind earlier in our pregame show that the Clippers, in their second biggest comeback in the playoffs, back in 2012, were down 27 in Game 1 on the road against the Memphis Grizzlies. I don't know how much of that actually relates, but these two teams at least were out here tonight on the court. I know there are no players remaining from either one, but this was a real rivalry in 2012 and 2013 because they faced each other in back-to-back years in the first round. And Memphis goes hard, and you got to respect this team. I've always been a big fan of them, and it goes back to Jerry West in their front office. Now with your Los Angeles Clippers. Clippers win tonight by 12 after they were down 18 in the first quarter. They win 117-105 to over the Memphis Grizzlies. From Staples Center, I'm Adam Osland, and you're listening to Clippers Talk here on AM570 LA Sports. This is the official home of your LA Clippers. Avica Zubac detonates on the rim. The home of the Clippers. Here he comes left to right. Jackson driving middle. Jackson to the rim. He had it blocked by Kennard. Here he comes back the other way, right to left. Kennard with a crossover. Feeds the trailer man. Driving baseline. Man to the rim. And that's a man slam. Rises for two. It's back to three. 75-72. Man's got 15. Noah Eagle on the call. I was just going to talk about that play. Zach Elcaldi back in Burbank. Reading my mind. That started with Avita Zubots getting frustrated after Triple J. Jaron Jackson Jr. had a two-handed block on him. It could have been over the back, wasn't called. But then Luke Kennard blocks Triple J on the other end. And well, you heard the rest there. Clippers come back down 18 to win by 12 over the Memphis Grizzlies here at Staples Center. And take a bow, Clipper Nation. You're 2-0, you're undefeated back at Staples in front of your Clippers. It means something. It does. To get runs like that, to have comebacks like this, the crowd brings energy to the team. It helps. It makes a big difference. I don't know if the Clippers pull this off without you, Clipper Nation. Welcome back in New Clippers Talk. I'm Adam Osland, 866-987-2570, 866-987-2570. Before we get to T. Lou, I just want to remind everyone that uh, the Clippers were missing six rotational players tonight. No Kawhi, no Paul George, no Serge Ibaka, no Patrick Beverly, no Rajon Rondo, and no Reggie Jackson. And they just came back down 18 to beat the Memphis Grizzlies, who have been the best offense over the last month. <laughs> Unreal. All right, here's Coach Lou. Post game. we will get to back to your phone calls. Uh, Greg, hold on. Lenny, Tejas, Jeff, Chris, I see you. We'll get to all of you before we get out of here tonight. But I want to hear 
from the head coach, T. Lou, post game after this comeback. First off, is this game proof that you don't need Kawhi and PG? No way. No. <laughs> <laughs> we definitely need them. But, you know, man, I'll tell you our guys, man, just stuck together. You know, got down early, you know, um, down 18. And um, just like I said, been resilient. Just keep fighting. Um, keep trying to find ways to win. Um, never fragment. We stay together the whole time, never pointing fingers. And just kept playing. You know, I thought Cousins was great. Taking three charges, you know, that's winning basketball. Uh, Luke Kennard, you know, the, the shots he made, twin, zoo, you know, Nico's defense, you know, Yogi Ferrell coming in for the first game and playing the way he did, having seven assists. I mean, it's a total team effort, man. Just so proud of the guys. Can you talk about the defensive, uh, the defensive communication at halftime to cause that turnaround in the second half on that end of the floor to start things? Yeah, I thought early on they got out in transition. You know, we wasn't scoring the basketball. Um, they did a good job of being physical on the offensive end. Um, so uh, we just, you know, the adjustment we made was, you know, we made some shots in the second half, you know, holding this team to 43 points and trying to keep them out of transition was our main focus. And, you know, second half we was able to control the tempo, control the game. We posted Marcus, we posted Cousins, um, posted Zoo a little bit and kind of just, you know, slowed the tempo down and, and got the game in our favor. And like I said, our guys executed, you know, in the second half on both ends of the floor. Thank you. Um, next up, Tim here. Hey, Ty, uh, congrats on the win. Uh, you talked about it a couple times this season, about the resiliency of this team, but, like, it, it's just a trend where you guys are shorthanded. You guys are still pulling out games, some competitive games. It was the Grizzlies, the Heat. Um, on a night-to-night -night basis, how is that? Is it as simple as resiliency? Like, what does it come down to? Like I said, just come down to heart, you know, wanting to compete, you know, for 48 minutes, no matter who we're playing, no matter who's playing. And uh, we don't want to make excuses. You know, like I said, a lot of teams are down players, and um, they're finding ways to, you know, keep playing, keep competing. And that's what we want to do. And um, like I said, our guys have stepped up all year, you know, with all the injuries we've had. And um, it's just good to see. You know, they're getting the experience they need um, going forward. So if anything like this happens, you know, guys have um, haven't had a chance to play all season, so they'll be ready for the playoffs. So, like I said, our coaching staff, you know, just staying poised. You know, our team staying together, you know, not fragmenting, not going crazy in the huddles, and just staying together, you know, and just, you know, just trying to weather the storm and continue to bad good habits. I mean, continue to build good habits. Uh, Yogi uh, only plays 40 minutes all season, but it looked like he'd been there a while. Uh, what can you say about his just overall presence as a point guard? Talk about the seven assists, but he had that veteran move where he drew the foul. This is overall play today. Yeah, play was good. You know, first half I thought I might be a little nervous, you know, but I told him before the game started, just be yourself. You know, don't try to fit in. If you're doing too much, I'll let you know. We need you to be aggressive, use your speed, attack, you know, and make plays. And um, I thought he did that, you know. So, um, you know, hats off to him for just, like you said, only playing 40 minutes this year, but coming into a new team and playing the way he did was, was, was huge for us. There was Coach Lou game. Yogi Farrell didn't get off to a good start but he had four of his seven assists in the fourth quarter. Had all eight of his points scored in this one in the fourth quarter. Hit that big three-pointer. Also got three free throws at the line that he would knock down. But I just love what T. Lou talked about there with their poise, their heart, how they stay together. These guys believe in one another. <laughs> Even when you have different lineups and rotations out there because of all the players out tonight. And this was one of my keys to the game. I didn't think it would happen, to be honest, because it's so hard to take care of the basketball when you're playing next to different guys, when there's four other guys next to you out there on the court, and to be in sync. 
But they only had 13 turnovers. They averaged 13 turnovers per game. (laughs) And with a new group out there, they somehow (laughs) did not get too careless with the basketball, especially in the second half. I believe they had eight turnovers in the first half. So just five in the second. Let's go to Chris and La Habra. Chris, you're on Clipper Stock with Adam Osland after they come back down 18 at home to beat the Memphis Grizzlies. Hey, Adam, thanks for the call, man. I just wanted to, real quick before I get into it, just thank you for having me on and how hard you work, man. I'm at work until 3 o'clock, and I hear you on, you know, the Rogan and Rodney and everything, and you're doing all this work. In the meantime, you work you work really hard, and you have good stuff, man. Oh, I appreciate you, Chris. Uh, first of all, I'm a big, big Terrence Mann fan. And, you know, he's probably his game is probably overshadowed today with, you know, not shooting really well. And then, you know, Luke Kennard uh, balling out, Zubak doing his thing down low. I just I just wanted to say I'm not worried at all about this team, but the only thing if I do have a worry is how is Ty Lue going to do his rotation once Patrick Beverly, Rondo, you know, all these guys, Reggie Jackson, you know, all these guys are in the lineup. Who do you think is the odd man out, or how do you think he'll work that once it comes to playoff time? Chris, thank you for the phone call and for the love there. Look, these are good problems to have. As Noah Eagle said earlier, it's an embarrassment of riches with this team, with the amount of depth that they have. They're deeper than they were last season, and I think they have better playoff depth. Guys whose style of play translates better into the playoffs. I was thinking earlier today Luke Kennard might be on the outside looking in. And then he goes for his season high of 28 points and has a a career high of six three-pointers. I don't know how they're going to work this out when they get healthy and when Patrick Beverly is back. But if there is one guy who has his finger on the pulse of exactly what he needs at that one moment for that one play or for that one sequence or for that one quarter, it's Coach Lou. I trust him implicitly. I think... He is the perfect guy for this team because of their versatility, because of their depth, and because of the way he optimizes lineups. And he let guys, he lets players who are hot stay hot by letting them continue to run out there. Yogi Ferrell tonight did not come out of the game late in the fourth quarter. He was playing well. Ride the hot hand. Even if it's a player who has never played for you before. <laughs> it's just absurd. But, uh, yeah, thank you for the phone call, Chris. Uh, Jeff in Tarzana. Jeff, what's up? You're on Clipper Stock without a Muslim. Never hey, Adam, a doubt. How you doing? Uh, Adam, really proud of this team. I was a little bit worried when they were 18 down because of the six players that they missed. But you What know, do you mean? Never a doubt, Jeff. <laughs> never. <laughs> yeah. I got that. I just cannot believe how everything that Ty Lue does come out the right way. His substitution patterns, he puts a guy in that he hasn't ever played before in uh, Yogi Ferrell. I mean, Kinner doesn't play all the time and winds up scoring 28 points. I really want to see the Clippers pass uh, Phoenix because I want to see Ty Lue get uh, coach of the year. And I think the only thing that prevents him are the two years – are the two teams that are up ahead of him in uh, Phoenix, who never ever was expected to be where they are, and also um, how good Utah is this year, having the best record in the NBA. But if there was anybody should be coach of the year, with all the injuries and all the substitutions patterns, it would be Ty Lue. And 
I was wondering what your opinion of that is. Jeff, thank you for the phone call. Look, in my book, he's been the best coach. Now, I may be biased, but it's going to be tough to win that award, as you mentioned, because of what Quinn Snyder has been doing and Monty Williams and Doc Rivers in the Eastern Conference if Philadelphia ends up winning the East. Because people often give out these awards to the best or the team with the best record, and that coach often ends up winning. But look, when it comes to awards, you know what the Clippers are about. They're trying to get that Larry OB. That's what matters most. But I had high expectations for Coach Lou because I really liked the way he would experiment with things and not be afraid to hold guys accountable. But his adjustments, people think it was just LeBron James. And that's why they won that championship in 2016. That's just not the case. He wasn't afraid to play Richard Jefferson over Kevin Love. He made tough decisions. And he embraces the analytics. If you ever hear him pre or post, he'll quote stuff. He knows which lineups work (laughs) and which haven't. Remember going back to the beginning of the season, he took a 10-game sample size of Sweet Lou Williams, Reggie Jackson, and Luke Kennard playing next to one another and said, this is not going to work out there. And he told the guys, and as he always says, he likes just telling the truth, just being honest with people. And that's a good way to deal (laughs) with professionals at this level. They want to hear the truth. So he's also the Rondo whisperer, by the way, if you haven't heard that. And you have another coach on the floor (laughs) with Rashawn Rondo who have If anyone's an extension of their head coach, it it is Rondo. All right, we'll take a quick break here on Clippers Talk. After they come back down 18 to beat the Memphis Grizzlies here at Staples Center by 12, Tejas, Lenny, Greg, we're getting to all three of you coming back. Plus, we have Luke Kennard post-game audio after he goes. For his season high of 28, ties a career high with six made threes, six of seven from distance for Luke Kennard. And by the way, we had a caller there bring up Terrence Mann, Chris and La Habra. He had an off night shooting wise, just six of 16, but I thought he was pivotal in that third quarter. The ball was in his hands a lot. He probably had highest usage rating in the third. He was in control where the Clippers went from being down five or down nine at the half to being up five heading into the fourth quarter and Terrence Mann obviously had that spectacular throwdown at the end of the third all right more Clippers talk coming up next right here on AM 570 LA Sports this is the official home of your LA Clippers a pizza Zubats detonates on the rim the home of the Clippers Now for Cousins, near side block, outside for Kennard, around for Mann, now to Batum on the left wing with a pump they can drive, bounce past Cousins, spins baseline, kick out Kennard, sets the feet, fires the three, it's good! Cash money for Luke Kennard on the outside, ties the game at 82, his fourth three of the night. That was the only assist from D. Cuz, but he kept the ball moving, inside out, paint and spray as T. Lou calls it. That's why you're looking at the best shooting team of all time in the Los Angeles Clippers. It's because first they put the pressure on the defense at the rim, and then they find open shooters like that there. Luke Kennard finished with 28, his season high. Clippers come back down 18 to win by 12 over the Memphis Grizzlies. At one point, it was a 
point turnaround. Welcome back into Clippers Talk. I'm Adam Osland, 866-987-2570. Coming up still, you will hear from Luke Kennard game. I also want to point out Nicholas Batum, his defense on Triple J late, and he also had a block in the fourth quarter, huge was making great plays for the Clippers, as he always does. But if you look at the box score, just two points. But, no, he came up big as well. Amir Coffey, who got the start, played great. (laughs) And the dirty little secret is sometimes you can win games by getting to the free throw line. Often you can. The Clippers the last two seasons, before this one, they had led the league in free throw attempts. That was a big part of their game. And it's been a weakness at times this season, but some of that is a trade-off when you're hitting so many shots and you're this efficient on offense. You're not going to get as many free throws if you're hitting that many three-pointers from the outside. But the Clippers will take the W. They're 42-19 and on the season, 24-8 and at home, undefeated back in front of Clipper Nation here at Staples Center. Tages is undefeated with his great phone calls. Tages and Walnut, what's up? You're on Clippers Talk with Adam Oslin. Thanks, Adam. Uh... I was actually going to comment on Cousins uh, and the Clippers posting him up a lot early in the fourth. Uh, I know he got some turnovers trying to, you know, score the basket. I didn't really mind it because I think it's a good way for him to shake off the rust and see what he can and can't do uh, in preparation for the playoffs. But one thing underrated about him was his, is his passing ability. And like you were saying, he had that feed to Luke Kennard today for the three. And I was thinking yesterday – he had the same pass two or three times in Portland to Luke, and he just missed the shot. But today, Luke knocked knocked him down. Um, did you see that play? Yeah, uh, I, I believe I remember time. what you're talking about here. But Demarcus Cousins has always been one of the most skilled big men in the league, and he's a very good passer, which fits fits in nicely on this Clippers team. All right, and then uh, I just wanted to say, how looking back now, how wasn't it a blessing that Lou? Ty Lue uh, benched Luke Kennard early in the season. It, two things happened with that. It enabled Terrence Mann to to expedite his development, and he gained a lot of confidence, as you can see. And it pushed Luke to kind of step it up a gear and force him to keep the defense honest by shooting. If he wasn't going to shoot, then he was going to get benched. And you can see now that he's answered that call. And... Um, I think it benefited T-Man and Luke Kennard. Tejas, great point, great phone call. Yeah, there's a lot of nuance to the great moves that T. Lou has made all season long that go under the radar. Or if you're on the outside looking in, you're just thinking, oh, this Clippers team, yeah, they have Kawhi, they have PG-13, they brought in Serge Ibaka, they brought in Rondo now. Yeah, they're one of the best teams in the league, and most people then say, well, prove it to me in the playoffs. But if you're looking at T. Lou and the little things that he has done to optimize this team and make them better. And then you look at all the injuries they have had, especially during this run where they're 18-5 and post-All-Star break. Even with Kawhi and PG combining to miss 10 games, combining to miss over 30 games now overall in the season, no Serge Ibaka, no Patrick Beverly for 20-plus games now post-All-Star break. Marcus Morris has been in and out of the lineup. And they just keep humming because they stick to his principles and his philosophy of how to play the game. And it's working, and they look different than they did last season. They're passing the ball. They're making about 30 more passes per game than they were last year. 
let's get to Lenny and Inglewood. Lenny, what's up here on Clipper Stock with Adam Oslin? Had to call the night, bro. Had to call the night, bro. I had to call the night, bro, because guess what? Adam Austin, you on point like a sniper. I've been checking you. I see you, too. And let me tell you something, man. There's a couple things I want to say. If Tyloo does not receive Coach of the Year, I might buy a ticket and go to whichever hometown team receives it and throw a brick through the window. Well, there's no, need, Lenny, there's no need for that. There's no well, need for that. That's, that's, that's how I'm riding this year. And let me tell you something, man. Sweet Lou is still all over this team. I didn't know how we were going to do it, man. Because everybody knows what Sweet Lou meant to this team, to the spirit of this team. Okay? But when he left and he went to a good place, I cannot forget the conversation that he had with Zubac and T-Man on that bench that day, man. When he told Zubac, be aggressive, stay aggressive. He told T-Man, be hungry, stay hungry. Don't forget how we got here. And that's what these cats have taken with him into this next step, okay? This team, man, when uh, last night when Ty Lu walked off that court and he had a snarl on his face like he was playing a high-stakes game of poster, uh, poker with some stone-cold players, and it wasn't his night, but he did one move at the last, last minute and took all their money and walked off. But he was feeling disrespected by those refs. And he knows they're not getting those calls. He knows they're not getting those calls. Man, and it, it shows to me, man, it's just a lesson that you've got to know what you bring to a situation, what your value, what you're working. Because when Tyler told Lakers last year, no, I'm not going to take that job. Um, I, I'm not going to um, uh, let you pick my coaching staff. I'm not, I, I, want, I want a ring. Show me some respect. Okay? And then he came to the Clippers. And, man, we got, a, we got a solid rock. We got a coach probably for the next 10, 15 years, man. This dude has created a culture, okay? This dude has created a culture. Never, never die. Never, and he's, playing, he's playing checkers, man. And that dude is right. Uh, I always felt this team is as, as dangerous as Luke Kennard can take them. Because not necessarily saying he contributed every game, but he has that, he is that piece. He's that gold coin you got in your pocket that you know you can throw down and, and can, turn, can flip everything. So I, I'm just so impressed with this win, man. I'm so impressed with the culture. I'm so impressed with this kid, Yogi Farrell, company comes in. I mean, how I dig it, man. This, this, this is all impossible, man. This is all impossible. But look, he's doing his thing at him. I can't wait one day till we can, we can knock one back. <laughs> I'm with you. Just don't bring any bricks. You think you're Vic the Brick? <laughs> you see the brick? Eat it, you freak. <laughs> Lenny, overall, very good phone call. You mentioned Lou Williams at the beginning. He's still part of this culture, of course. And Paul George has brought this up before. It's added motivation, even more so to win a ring this season because Lou would still get one. But in terms of Luke Kennard and who has to play coming off the bench and figuring that out, T. Lou is the right guy for that situation. And this Clippers team with the unselfishness and guys staying ready, something that has emanated from Pat Pat to everybody else on the team, with guys stepping up whenever their number is called, you just know T. Lou is going to push the right button, bring in the right guy at the right time to hit whatever shot or to make whatever play he needs from them come playoff time. All right, before we break here, Greg and Ventura, you're on Clippers Talk with Adam Osland. 
Adam, you and Noah did a great job again tonight. And I wanted to go back to what your first caller said, Morris. This is one of, I'd say in the last 30 years that I've been listening to basketball on the radio, this is one of the most amazing games I've ever heard in the regular season. In the sense that all of these guys, basically bench players, come off the come off the bench. Six starters are out. Six, you know, all these other guys come off the bench and they've just played a hell of a game. I, I don't care if they got down by 18; they came back and won the game, and it was an amazing, amazing game. And and it, it caused me to think this: forget the game for a minute. You know what? This management in 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 the front office, Jerry West and all of them, they have put together some real winners that make this team, Adam, in my opinion, the deepest team in all of basketball. And they showed it tonight. They showed it tonight. And I don't care any other team that has to play with a couple of stars that get injured or can't play tonight or whatever. They they do the best they can. This this team was decimated, right, from the very tip-off. And they came back and, and demonstrated how deep they are and how talented they are. And I think they should go a long, long way in the playoffs, Adam. That's what I'm hoping this year for the Clippers. Thanks, Guy. Greg, thank you for the phone call, as always. Let's take a quick break here. We'll come back. You'll hear from Luke Kennard game after the Clippers come back. Down 18. They win by 12 here at Staples Center over the Memphis Grizzlies. And to Greg's point, no matter who is out there, they continue to play Clippers basketball. And we're starting to see what that is. Great passing. And just a really resilient group that refuses to lose some great shooting too some passionate players some tough guys they got a little bit of everything but that refuse to lose mentality it's forming with this team it is formed you got to believe after a game like this all right more clippers talk coming up next here on am 570 la sports no when to fold no when to walk away no when to run this is the official home of your L.A. Clippers. Avica Zubac detonates on the rim. The home of the Clippers. Now Kennard has it straight away with 25. Kennard, one dribble, three ball on the way. It's good! Luke Kennard buries it from downtown. He has tied a career high with six made threes, and the Clippers have a 12-point lead, 109-97. The Clippers have a... Han Solo-like, never tell me the odds type of victory, as we just heard from Luke Kennard there. They win 117-105 to over the Memphis Grizzlies here at Staples Center after they were down 18 while missing six key players. This is Clippers Talk. I'm Adam Osland. Luke Kennard gets a season-high 28 points, 6 of 7 shooting from distance, and here was Luke Kennard post-game. On with Christina Pink on Bally Sports. Hey, Luke. You know, I want to call this an improbable win, but you guys have done this again and again and again. Down 18 with six players out tonight. How did you guys pull off this victory? Uh, yeah, I mean, next man up. Next man up mentality. Um, you know, we, we've been working hard all year. We got, we got a really deep team. Um, we got guys that can play. 
Um, and, you know, coming from back-to-back, uh, -back, you know, we were ready to go and, uh, you know, can't take anybody lightly. Um, no excuses, and, and we just came to play, uh, especially there in the second half. Yeah, uh, you, you came on, especially in that second half, but you were scoreless in the first quarter and then poured in 28 points. How did this game open up for you as it went on? Uh, you know, Coach Lou just, just getting us in the right uh, positions, uh, situations, and we got stops on the defensive end. You know, that was the key going into halftime, just getting stops and getting out in transition, and uh, we got guys that can push the ball and make plays, and um, they just found me when I was open, and I was able to knock down some shots. So uh, credit to the guys for for getting stops and uh, you know turning it into into some good offense for us. Luke, you stepped up for this team time and time again, but especially over the last few weeks, we've seen it in Detroit and in other victories. Where did you sense the shift for you this season? Uh, yeah, it's just staying ready uh, the entire year. Um, you know, we got some big time players. We have a really good team. Um, and, you know, guys are going to have their nights. Uh, so for me, it was just, you know, staying in the gym, staying ready, um, working with these guys and, uh, you know, just, just playing, playing the game. You know, we, we love playing basketball. That's what we do. And, uh, you know, it's good to have these fans back. Uh, really good to have these, these people back, man. It, it's a, it makes a difference. It really does. So um, just staying ready um, and, you know, just having fun with it. Great win tonight in front of Clipper Nation. Post game on Ballet Sports with Christina Pink. He has 28 points. Talked about that next man up mentality. <laughs> that is firmly a part of the fabric of the makeup of this team. But that competitive spirit has just been extraordinary over the last month from your Los Angeles Clippers. They come back down 18 without six key players. They win by 12 here at Staples Center over the Memphis Grizzlies. I know Wallace called in late. Wallace, call back Friday. I'm sorry. We got to get out tonight. We are up against it. I know big brother Jake Warner has a big day tomorrow. Before we get out of here, I do want to thank the Clippers organization, Noah Eagle, Brian Seaman, Ralph Lawler, the callers, the listeners, Zach L. Caldy back in Burbank, running the board, pulling all the sound, and Jake Warner. Big Brother Jake podcast on the Podcast One Network. Check it out. Until Friday with the Clippers in Houston taking on the Rockets with your chip time at 5 p.m. We'll have Clippers talk at 4. Or Clippers countdown, I should say, at 4. Oh, you can call in like Wallace if you want. We'll talk to you then. What a victory. This has been Clippers Talk. The home of the Clippers. A recap of all the Clippers action on their official home. Dynasty. Say it slowly. Don't miss a single show. Every day, religiously. Hear anything you missed on the iHeartRadio app. This is amazing, man. I'm happy to be part of it. Join us next game on your home for L.A. Clippers basketball. Okay, great. See you later. Bye. Bye.